This just in, FBI seizes over 3,000 penises during raid at morgue employees' home. Tune into Buttered Pop Culture for more information. Yes. Man, what a fucking story. I had to put that one on the page. I'm like, this? People need to see this. <laughs> that's just wild. That's like, that's... <laughs> Do do three thousand like how how is he in a busy I don't know I didn't read all of it I just read the headline I don't know if he's in like a high traffic area but to me I don't think a lot of lord morgues I should say see three thousand people that often I mean do three thousand people well, I mean, go the, through a morgue in a year uh, I guess it I don't know where you are. if you're like in a city maybe that's what I'm saying it, 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 I don't I don't know. I should look and see if it says where uh, Harris... Let's just talk about how this guy looks. That's all that needs to be discussed. Oh, man, I love his hair. I love his hair, his lazy eye. I don't he even know what's looks up with like his a hair. guy who would keep dicks in a jar. He does. He looks like a guy who would definitely keep dicks in a jar. It says Harris County. It's not giving me a uh, state. Does it say what state it is? I'm not sure. It doesn't really say. It just says Harris County. Agents made an astonishing discovery this morning while executing a search warrant of arrest. Oh, uh, uh, Houston. So, yeah, Houston's pretty huge. 3,178 embalmed human penises. (laughs) And, folks, the saddest part is he worked part-time for Oscar Mayer. I'm not making that shit up. (laughs) Just fucking the man work part time for Oscar Meyer. Oscar Meyer's got away with P E N I S if you if you know what I mean. Oh hey, hey, hey. Life in the beef lane. Yes, the carpool lane. Yeah, disappointing week in, in wrestling right now. I mean, a lot of just not good news. Dr. Rodriguez or, or fucking Johnny Bravo, neither one of them actually came out with any of the names they said they were going to come out with. That was supposed to be done already. We're still waiting on that. It's a shoot. It's put up by Vince to keep people guessing whether or not Roman's actually going to make it to Mania. Right? <laughs> People are getting injured. It's insane. He's been hearing all this ranting and raving about fake news from Trump. He thought he'd jump on that bandwagon. Fake news! (laughs) Just start up GTV again. Fuck it! There's some good, though. There's some good going on in the world. There's some bad. There's some ugly. Um, Ugly was the gal. No, I shouldn't say that. She was actually very pretty. I was going to say something mean, but she was a pretty gal last night. So I won't say that. It was a good (laughs) joke, though. It was a good joke, but... I've been with some ugly gals. This gal was actually... Is is a very pretty gal, and she's got a beautiful soul. God bless her. Um, Let's drop some uh, Monster Wear clothing on them, Pasty, and then we can get at it. Yes. Custom vinyl decals, handcrafted to your specifications, delivered to your mailbox, courtesy of Monster Wear Clothing. But wait, there's more. Do you need custom t-shirts? 
Do you need custom hand-painted hockey masks for your late-night murder sprees so you can cut the penises off of 3,000 bodies and put them in jars full of formaldehyde? Well, they got you covered there, too. And I tell you what, this dude from Douglas County would have got away with it if he would have had a mask from Monster Wear Clothing. Hit him up on Facebook. Let him know Pasty White sent you. He'll hook you up with a real sweet price. On some great quality merchandise. Yeah. And yeah. Folks, don't forget, check out Beef Sticks Podcast on Facebook where we drop fun little memes we've got on this day in pro wrestling history, pro wrestlers' birthdays. We've got matches from people before they were WWE. And we've got links to all of the places you can find our shows and others. That's facebook.com forward slash beefsticks. You can get the two tweet and you can get everything that's too sweet. Feel free and to if you up. haven't yet, become a Cloud Style Insider today. Get the latest news, gossip, and rumors about your favorite podcast from Cloud Style Broadcasting delivered right to your Facebook feed. It's the easiest way to get notifications from us. Plus, you can interact with other fans of the product and participate in our polls. These are show-changing polls, folks. You guys can be in the driver's seat. We're just here bringing you the content. Become a Cloud Style Insider today. Of course. And if you feel you need to email us, you can always reach us at beefstickspodcast at gmail.com. You can reach yours truly at fatmacbsp at gmail.com. Or if you're one of them tweeting sons of bitches, go check out Twitter at beefsticks.com. And if you feel like helping us out in any way, shape, or form, monetary or otherwise, make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cloudstyle. And go peruse our GoFundMe page. Just go to GoFundMe.com and search CloudStyle Broadcasting. We appreciate every moment that you spend with us, folks. Um, so moving on to broken news. Not breaking news. Broken news. Broken news. You like what I did there? It's I always, do. I love that. It's always that. bad when you have to uh, explain your jokes, so I should shut up and maybe read it. According to a report today by PW Insider, WWE filmed the ultimate deletion today. March 8th, 2018, ultimate deletion was filmed at the Hardy Compound in North Carolina with Matt Hardy taking on Bray Wyatt. So yes, allegedly it is being filmed at the compound. This brings over to WWE the signature part of Hardy's broken universe from Impact Wrestling. Now, it is unclear if the side characters such as Senior Benjamin, King Maxwell, Rebby Sky, Vanguard One, or even Brother Nero will appear. But the fight is expected to feature a similar over-the-top campy vibe that we got from previous versions on Impact. Hopefully not like the House of Horrors match that we got from the WWE. Man, I hope after this there's a, a world wrestling deletion. That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, I do gotta say, I'm super psyched for this, but I did not 
enjoy the segment on WWE this week with Vanguard 1 and everything. It just seemed to reek of WWE and not so much Broken Universe. So I hope that's not a sign of things to come. I'm not sure I saw that segment, sadly. Oh, maybe it wasn't on uh, uh, Huru. Huru. You know what? Speaking of things that didn't make it to Huru, because I'm sure this didn't, and I, I don't know if we're going to get to uh, talking about Raw and SmackDown specifically. I was watching SmackDown, and you know, um, when they're just just for no reason other than to kill fucking time, because you know, God forbid they have matches. Um, they show you like the outside of the stadium they're at, and tell you like, "Hey, we're here live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and shit." Right? Actually, that did make it on Hulu. Yeah. Oh, did it? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> So they so they yeah. do it. They're showing they're showing this statue that's in front of the fucking arena, and they're like, "Hey, we're here live from Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's cold outside." This guy starts walking past, fucking slips and just biffs it right in front of the fucking camera. I just started busting out laughing. A black long sleeve shirt and black short. You can bet that he was a WWE employee. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! I just, it's like, I, I think what happened, because I think you're right, I think it was an employee, and my guess is he wasn't supposed to be walking through the shot, and he noticed it partway through and went to, like, stop or turn around. Because it was kind of just an abrupt fall, you know? It didn't seem like, he didn't slip and try to catch his, his balance. He just fell. So that's my guess. That actually made it on Hulu, huh? Yep. yep. The, that's the of Corey Graves Ooh. talking about it. Like, <laughs> who is that guy? You know who he is, Corey. You know. That was, that was hilarious. I just loved it. That made my day. The rest of the show wasn't great, but man. What yeah. if it was a work? <laughs> they just sent somebody out there to fall. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised nowadays with what they're fucking putting out there. Oh, again then. We're going to move on to signings. We like to start out with signings because I like to start positive. And uh, PWInsider.com. I don't know how positive this is, but let's let's remain positive, folks. All right, pasty, beefstick listeners, myself included. The power of positivity. PWInsider.com is reporting that Alberto El Patron recently met with Vincent Kennedy McMahon at WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Patron I was... hope he said all the things to Vince that he said on the internet this year, <laughs> this last year. Uh, no, didn't you hear him? That's all Paige. That was all Paige. He had nothing to do with it. She, <laughs> she, she, she's, she's a ventriloquist. She's a ventriloquist. Right. <laughs> it was all her. He had nothing to do with it. Just ask him. He'll tell you. For a British girl, she sure does a hell of a Del Rio impression. That, right? That man's got to have a hell of a foot fetish because he's putting his foot in his mouth so fucking often. It's insane. <laughs> So he was not just at WWE headquarters to meet with Vince McMahon. He was actually there filming interview material for the upcoming project being produced by WWE for Rey Mysterio. They got a DVD coming out for him. So he was, was recording stuff there. But according to the PW Insider, like we said, Vince McMahon is high on the idea of bringing Patron back to WWE. He really likes Alberto Del Rio, if you will. And thinks that he is an amazing performer and character. Uh, to be fair, he, he is. It's just outside of his character. It's him as a human being that seems to be the negative. 
Um, right. Then again, I mean, a lot of people disagree with me, but then again, Shawn Michaels fits that mold. He was an amazing character on screen, a good performer. Him as a person was just, just a horrible human being. So, I mean, and, and he goes down as one of the best ever, so maybe. Maybe. He does go down like the best. <laughs> just ask Sonny. Uh, Patron is currently under contract with Impact Wrestling until just That's this sweet next month. Music. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, Pasty. Um, Impact met over the weekend with all of their talent who deals whose deals are almost up with the hopes of getting them to agree to new ones, obviously, and that included Alberto El Patron. But from what PW Insider is told... There is a hope that Impact will still be able to ink a new deal with him. He is actually scheduled to face Austin Aries for the Impact World Championship on April 22nd at the Redemption pay-per-view. So, um, the Redemption pay-per-view. Yeah, that's um, that's there's, there's no better. Yeah, there's no better fit of a name. I tell you what. Uh, and that's you know what that's all the signing news that we have right now. Hearing that WWE was recording the uh, the shit at the Hardy compound, that was probably one of my highlights of wrestling this week. It made me very happy. Yeah, almost they... as happy as the new Nintendo Direct that dropped today. And it only made me happy for a few seconds at the end when they announced that yes, 2018 we will see Super Smash Brothers for the Switch, right. and it's going to have Inklings in it. I was so happy. I was so happy about that. Um, you know, and, and they they had they had footage of the compound on WWE TV this week, and it was initially released that that was old footage um, from Impact that that the Hardys owned, or or maybe not from Impact, but that they recorded during their time in Impact. Um, Rebby took to Twitter, even though, I mean, she, she rarely uses Twitter, so it was amazing that she was actually on there, but she took to Twitter to say that she actually recorded that the day before, so allegedly, according to Rebby, that was all brand new footage. So, yeah, I mean, that, that does, I, I just don't want to get my hopes up. I want to be excited for this, and I don't want to get my hopes up because everything else has been so lackluster and disappointing. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the middle, you know? I could not see handing Rebby the controls to a drone. Could you imagine that on a bad day? She's swooping down and dive-bombing people. I can't imagine. Owl sounds. I can't imagine <laughs> handing Rebby a fucking pickle. I mean, she's going to do something fucking negative with whatever you fucking give her. I don't care what it is. If you give her a pillow, she's going to do something negative. She'll smother somebody. If you give her a sheep, she's going to fucking do something horrible with the sheep. It's just, I can't imagine giving Rebby anything. You know, I just... Obviously, they're in love, but man, just the persona that she puts out just makes her seem like one of the most miserable human beings on this earth. She's a great heel. She is. Whether that's a fucking work or a shoot is yet to be seen, but she is a great heel. Uh, moving on to other positive news. WWE's huge on their social media, aren't they, Pasty? Yes. 
hashtag this fucking Facebook video that YouTube here. WWE has been named the winner of four 2018 Cable Facts Digital and Tech Awards. Um, which that, I I don't know how many awards they hand out, but that seems really good to me. They got yeah. the award for Best Social Good Companion, and that went to the programmer honoring WWE's social media commitment to Connor's Cure. They also won Social Media Campaign Programmer for WrestleMania 33. They won the award for Overall Social Presence and Overall Website for the official show website for WWE.com. Which, that doesn't surprise me. Um, overall social presence, I mean, they they saturate every social media they can with that, so that doesn't surprise me too much, but... Um, good for them! Did they, they get a tout award? They did not get a tout award. For the one smacking talk episode? The, the tout is out. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> uh, you know, for as much as they push their social media, it's, it's positive to see that they're at least being acknowledged for it and they must be doing something right. I mean, we we should we we tease them a lot because of it and, and and it does get excessive at least to me. But hey, I mean it's it's working at least to to win awards. I don't know if it's working to bring in new customers and new fans, but it's it's definitely working to win win awards. That's something. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not, it's not every movie that gets a fucking Oscar. It's only one where a fucking fish fucks a human. Right. The shape, shape of water's penis. Shape of water. Did you see that rant that somebody put online about yes. how shape of water... Oh, they don't show the penis? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. It's a There's whole no movie about a it. woman fucking a fish and you never see the fish's genitals. <laughs> I'll back that man up 100%. I'll go to the White right? House with him. Show us the genitals! Some weird fucking movies getting Oscars this year. Between that and the one about the 30-year-old guy and the 17-year-old boy, like, what the fuck Say, are people um, in? Call, call, me, call me your name. Yeah. yeah, call me by your name. There you go. Yep, yeah. Gotta acknowledge it. There, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Because I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this. We like to watch... We're, we're movie buffs. And I was like, you know, there's very few Oscar-nominated... This was before the Oscars, but I was like, there's very... Excuse me. Very few Oscar-nominated movies I really want to watch. Um, now, Guillermo del Toro and The Shape of Water has me intrigued. But I haven't had the itch to actually want to watch it. Um, three billboards over Ebbing, Missouri is fucking amazing and the first time I heard anything about it I wanted to see it. So if you haven't seen that one, go out and see that one. Three billboards. Oh my gosh. Just an awesome, awesome, awesome movie. But otherwise The only new movie I saw this year was it. <laughs> and that didn't get an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, otherwise there wasn't a lot that, that that spoke to me. Um Get Out, I watched Get Out, but I was disappointed in it. I think it was overhyped. It's not a bad movie. I just don't think it was nowhere as great as people made it out to be. It is a movie, though. Oh, I audition, though. Why? Because that, that's, uh, who did it? Was it Keegan, Mike, and Michael Key? Um, no, it was, uh, um, 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 P. 
Peel, uh, Jordan Peel. It's it's his real life experience with uh, <laughs> his new wife family. I mean, they they did. They literally just went out and got a look. What the fuck is her name? She's from. Um, I have no idea who he's married to. <laughs> Lisa Lampanetti, I think. Lisa She's Lampanelli. From, uh, I'm probably wrong. I mean, she from, does life. She does love black cock. The comedian. <laughs> I'm wrong. Uh, she's a comedian. She's on that fucking cop show with... Uh, Lisa Lampanelli's not on the cop show. Fox. Comedy cop show on Fox. I, I fucked uh, It's crazy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna well, can... to look it up real quick. I'm going to look it up because... I, I know Lisa Lampanelli loves black dick. I mean, that's... that's... Yeah, but she's also late, right? She's the one who was on all the roasts and shit, right? Lisa Lampanelli is, yes. Yeah, well, that's not who I'm thinking. Oh, the the okay. name is kind of close, but yeah, just... Look it up, because I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> That's all right. I can see Lisa Lampanelli sucking on uh, Jordan Peele's <laughs> cock. I mean, I can see it because there's actually a porn video about it that I'm looking at right now while I'm searching. Um, you know, so rock on. Way to go, Lisa. Cup them balls. Cup them balls, Lampanelli. Hashtag cup them balls. God, I can't even think of the name of the show when I watch the show. I feel it. I'm so terrible today. Don't mind me, folks. Oh, Chelsea Gar- Peretti. Chelsea, yeah, there we go. Oh, Chelsea Brooklyn Peretti. Nine-Nine. I love Brooklyn yeah, that Nine-Nine. Show. Okay. Yeah. yeah she's I love a- that show. I couldn't think of anything. She's one of those people <laughs> that she isn't ugly, but she's weird looking, so it's kind of off-putting. Yeah. They they literally, they, they eloped. Get married. Uh, she was just recently on, I think, Jimmy Fallon or Conan O'Brien or something. Maybe both. Probably. But I watched it, and yeah, they, they eloped. There wasn't anybody there with them, and I'm like, well, that's because of the movie Get Out. It's, it's a true story. <laughs> right. True story of shit your family put him through. And you know, I will say, the movie Get Out is a movie that you have to watch a second time, because... Because you have to know, you have to know things while you're watching it. Otherwise, it's kind of rough to watch. But I did go back and watch it a second time. It's a much better movie the second time you watch it. But it's still just still still to me didn't live up to the expectations that everybody set in front of it. And and maybe that's my fault. I expected too much. Uh, but shit, we gotta fucking get moving on, Loke. What else do we got? Hey, how about this? British independent wrestler Joe Hendry, who's best known for his work in ICW Insane Championship Wrestling over there across the pond, as they say, has issued a challenge to UFC middleweight champion Robert Whitaker. See, Hendry will be competing for Team Scotland in the 2018 Commonwealth Games. It's like a, uh, a European, almost like an Olympics, but just in the European area, you know what I mean? And he's competing in freestyle wrestling. Now, as it turns out, Rob Whitaker... Were they freestyle rap battle wall grappling? That's, uh, yeah, C- that. Cena's, uh, Cena's in there. You know, he's the forerunner for that. <laughs> and it turns out that Rob Whitaker will also be competing at the games in Gold Coast in the same 97-kilogram weight class. I love that weight class. 97 kilograms. Fuck 100! 
Well, if he's already going to be competing and they're in the same weight class, why was there a challenge issued at all? Well, because it's going to happen, probably. Well, com- competitors are matched up at random. So if they do square off, it'll actually be one of the first pro wrestling versus MMA matchups of this kind on this kind of a big stage. So um, there, there's no guaranteeing that these two will meet up in this, unless they both make it to the very end, obviously. Uh, but that depends on what break, bracket they're in. I'm assuming it's a round, round, oh fuck, round Rowby. Ronda Rousey! I'm assuming it's a round robin setup. <laughs> fuck. Not even one beer in yet, and I'm fucking calling <laughs> round, round robin, Ronda Rousey. Fuck, I can't get through this. So, on to other news. Um, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, he's obviously just calling them out to get to get attention because they're either going to wrestle or they won't. I mean, it's, it's a random fucking thing. But it, it's cool. You know, you had uh, Antonio Inoki versus Muhammad Ali. And you've had other kind of uh, uh, shoot, you know, wrestler versus, versus grappler. You know, you've had Brock Lesnar in the UFC. You've had Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock in the WWE. It's just, it's always kind of neat to see when they're when they're in an actual shoot environment how pro wrestlers come off. You know. Yeah. Although the Antonio Inoki versus Muhammad Ali is one of the most embarrassing matches ever, but that was due to rules and politics more than anything. Pretty sad. Uh, on to some other good news, though. The greatest news. I think Trump actually was pulling for this because it's the greatest news. WWE, in partnership with the Saudi General Sports Authority, will present what they are calling the greatest Royal Rumble at the King Abdullah Sports City in Jeddah. Saudi Arabia, Friday, April 27th. For the first time ever, pasty, the Royal Rumble match will feature 50 WWE superstars. 50 WWE superstars. I thought 30 was a lot to handle. (laughs) Probably, well, yeah, obviously not. Um, But the names that have been announced for this quote, first time in WWE history event, because just fucking get them all in, include John Cena, Triple H, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Braun Strowman, The New Day, Randall Keith Orton, Bray Wyatt, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Among 40-plus others. Speaking of Shinsuke Nakamura, and i got to just point this out because we're probably not going to get around to talking about this week's broadcast television the way we normally don't get around to it, but how about the pipes on Shinsuke Nakamura? <laughs> I, was, I was surprised when he busted out the Aiden English song that he sings he better than sing he speaks. He should sing everything. He sings better than he speaks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
If we both say it at the same time, folks, you know it's true. Especially <laughs> since tonight, I'm not looking at the notes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was awesome. I was so blown away when he busted that out. I thought I thought that was cool. He needs. He, I mean, Shinsuke Vince needs is going to get a boner for it, and Shinsuke's gimmick going forward is going to be a singing pop star. I hope not. Just watch. It's going to be terrible. To be fair, I love J-pop. I, I mean, that's one of my guilty pleasures, so I'd probably dig it. But, you know. Uh, moving on from Saudi Arabia, we're going to go across the ocean again. Because WWE confirmed what we had rumored on Beefsticks podcast last year, that they will run an event in Australia later this year possibly under the Global Warning moniker. And it is set to take place in one of their largest stadiums that fit, that fit excuse me, 100,000 people. That'll be well, in that this a- October. Man, this, this banter's fucking riveting. I can't believe... I uh, know, right? <laughs> so, I guess we have nothing to say about that. I know, I think it's great that they're expanding internationally. Um, obviously, they have to do that for the network. Their network has been very stagnant in growth. Very stagnant. They're not losing a lot of people, but they're not gaining new people. So, their best bet is expanding globally. I think they've got... I mean, there's not... a. You're not going to get a huge number to spike in in the United States without something giant happening. So they're smart to be reaching out to other markets. They have to. All the international markets are moving into America. They got to get out there and do the same. That is very that is very true. Very true. Um should be good. I'm hoping I'm hoping both of these are recorded at least. It'd be great to see them be network exclusives or something. I mean, the Global Warning originally was talked about being a pay-per-view, so it'd be one that it would actually air. So I don't know if that's what they're still planning. As for the Greatest Royal Rumble, you know, I'd honestly be okay with them recording it and not putting it on the network, but then maybe releasing it with a uh, Royal Rumble DVD or something like that, you know? Yes, that would be cool. They definitely need to document it somehow. You can't have a history-making moment and not have it be documented. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You make a good point there. I didn't even talk it on my ass. But yeah, they. if I were them, I wouldn't even put it on the network and I'd just save it for like, you know, and see for the first time ever the only 50-man Royal Rumble. and I'd save it for a DVD release. And then you can always throw that DVD on the network. And people can watch it there, but I'm yeah, I I'm not excited for a fifty man Royal Rumble. Like I said, the thirty man Royal Rumble dragged on. Um the the twenty man Royal Rumbles can fucking drag on. So I'm not excited for it. At the same time, I'm gonna bitch if they don't offer me a chance to watch it, so I guess right. what the fuck kind of person am I? Huh? I don't want to see it, but you better fucking let me see it. I got to be able to watch it so I can complain about it later. That's, yeah, I'm the internet in a nutshell, ain't I? (laughs) We all are. We all are. Hey, speaking of big events anyways, 
CW's Arrow, Stephen Amell, announced in this week's episode of Being the Elite that All In will take place at the Sears Center Arena in Chicago's Hoffman Estates suburb. Oh, snap! CM Punk in the house! Man, they're really, uh, they're really teasing the shit out of it, aren't they? That's what you do to sell tickets. Even if he says he's not going to be able to make it, you still got to give people, like, is he going to be there? Now it's in Chicago. You, you you can bet people are getting their money lined up to buy tickets. Oh, yeah. Speaking of getting their money to line up to get tickets, fucking tomorrow, WWE house show right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Bitch, and I'm not going because I'm broke. Oh, damn it. <laughs> And then again, we don't even I get thought a pay- about trying my luck to win them off the radio, but nah. We don't even get a pay-per-view this year. Usually Minneapolis gets a uh, hell in a cell every year, or at least the October pay-per-view. <laughs> backlash for whoever opening their mouth about WrestleMania potentially being here and fucking it up. We probably won't get a pay-per-view in Minnesota for a while now. Yeah, a- actually, I believe that was uh, Pat O'Connor that uh, did that, and he's an ass. Is that related to Sinead O'Connor? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's Sinead's grandfather. Okay. He uh, he was Pope at one time. That's that's why she hates the Pope. He he molested her as a kid. Pat did. I mean, it started with just a pat, but then he went all you know O'Connor on her. Good show, folks. Okay. <laughs> Good show. Over 3,000 penises the man had in his home, folks. 3,000 penises. Hey, if you can't get over on dick jokes, what can you get over on? <laughs> Shit. Uh, you can either get over or get off one or the other. Uh, WWE has announced Ronda Rousey is going to appear on every Raw leading up to WrestleMania. And there's actually speculation her first match may come before the big event in April. Um, so she's, as of now, she's not taking the Brock Lesnar route. She's putting it all out she there. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. She should give a better name to UFC fighters than Brock Lesnar does in WWE. Yeah, give her a couple years. She'll be on Brock's schedule. She She's in the honeymoon <laughs> stage right now. It's all glamorous and, and fucking... My bitching and complaining work she didn't come out caked in makeup this week. That's a plus. Yeah, but she gave she one of the worst Samoan drops, drops I've ever seen in my life. It's not a Samoan drop. It sure as fuck wasn't. It's a reverse <laughs> Japanese words, and it's it's judo. That's what she said. That's what she said. She, she can't use a Samoan drop. She's not Samoan. Way to backtrack, Ronda It's a judo Rousey. maneuver. And speaking of speaking of Samoans fucking up moves, how about uh, Nia Jax fucking uh, backbreaker? Did you see that? I don't know that I did. So, so she, uh, oh, who the fuck was she? Uh, uh, oh, it was Asuka, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because she ended up tapping out and she was crying, which I don't think she should cry. I'm okay with her tapping out crying I wasn't okay with. Um, so she picked Asuka up and she went to do a backbreaker, but she slammed Asuka in the opposite knee than what she set up. So she had a knee set up on her right side, but she dropped Asuka on her left side. So it was basically a, a sidewalk slam 
but a kneeling sidewalk slam. Like, it, fuck, it looked really awkward. Like, you could tell Naya, as soon as she did it, was like, what the fuck happened? My legs weren't fucking communicating with my brain. <laughs> uh, it's, um, it's all, you can find, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll post a, a video link to it on facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast. But it's, it's pretty sad. Um, I love Naya. I think she she could definitely be the future of WWE along with a few of the other women. Uh, this is just a fuck up. I don't hold her like I'm not like oh no you can't wrestle, but it's just hilarious because she just completely missed her own knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that shit happens. Uh, the one thing that really bothered me though was the promo afterwards with her and Alexa Bliss and her crying all over the place and there's yeah. actual tears and. Oh my God! So you lost to Oscar twice. Guess what? So has everybody else who's fought her twice. Yeah, I mean it's one thing to lose to Oscar. If you'd have lost to Carmella <laughs> twice in a row, I'd understand the tears. Right. Losing to Oscar is just like losing to Brock. It's just fucking life. AJ Styles lost clean to fucking John Cena. That's just life. Cena wins. AJ Sorry. Styles lost to James Ellsworth. Not so clean, but That's still lost also. to James Ellsworth. He didn't cry. Although I would have loved to see that segment, him his backstage. Eyes, his eyes welled up a little bit. He was, <laughs> he was holding, he was fighting them back. His eyes only welled up because he felt the big hug. Oh my god, it's so magnificent. The it brings hug. a tear to the eye. The hug. <laughs> hey, we got a couple new uh, titles coming up. Maybe not the titles I specifically want. But um, they're the ones WWE wants, apparently. Not the titles we want. They're the titles we need. Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) WWE (laughs) is reportedly planning on introducing a new set of Cruiserweight Tag Team Championships. And the titles would be debuted after WrestleMania 34, so they wouldn't be at the... Um, they wouldn't have, have be allegedly wouldn't be on the pre-show or on the main show or something like that. Shortly after WrestleMania 34, um, I'm gonna go into the next one's pasty and then we can just talk about both of them at at verbatim. Um, they also announced Wednesday and pasty let me know this or I would have missed it completely, folks. So thank him for being so diligent on his title news. NXT. Is going to award a brand new title at TakeOver New Orleans on April 7th when it unveils the NXT North American Championship. A six-man ladder match will determine the championship, which I am super excited for because it will include EC3, Ricochet, Adam Cole, Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, and the Velveteen Dream. Oh, fuck. NXT North American Championship will be the fifth title belt on NXT, joining the NXT Championship, the Women's Championship, the Tag Team Championship, and allegedly, officially, the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Let me know. Let's let's start with the 205 tag belts, Pasty. Let me know what you got to say there, and we'll move on to the um, NA Championship. Well, that, I've been talking... Honest. <laughs> I've been talking for a long time about how we need another set of championships in 205 Live. If you want to put people over, you got to have more gold, you know? 
I wish they would take it to a, a trios, you know, do something a little yes. different for one. That would be fresh. It would be sweet. It's not going to happen. But especially in 205 Live. There's a lot of... You watch 205 Live, and, and I can almost guarantee every episode you watch is going to have a six-man tag match. Right, yeah. So why wouldn't you do it? I, 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 don't, I don't get that. But, you know... We could always have more uh, Freebird rule tag teams. Wear uh, that one up. I, I agree with you. That that was going to be my sentiment. Was uh, I would prefer a trios, um, especially since we're allegedly going to be getting a uh, women's tag title or two coming up pretty soon. Also, I think it would definitely work to have a trios. Um, with the trios or with um, what they have now, the normal tag belts, I would love to see the Lucha Libre rule in effect for the 205 tag belts, which is um, if your partner is thrown over the ropes, you can enter the ring and be the legal man. So that constitutes as a tag if you want it to. So you don't... So if... Um, so if one guy gets tossed over the top ropes on one side of the ring, his partner can come in and be the legal man at that moment. As soon as he steps in the ring while his partner is out of the ring, he's the legal man. It keeps things more fast-paced. It keeps things uh, more on your toes. And it just it just adds to more excitement. And if they want to make 205 different and something to watch, I think that would be a great rule to, to place. And then when they have 205 title defenses or even 205 tag matches on Raw... Go with that rule, just for that one. Show the Raw fans that there's something different over on 205 Live. Yeah, they'll probably eat it up. You know, tag team divisions have been doing pretty well in WWE lately, and that's more than you can say for the past decade and a half. Um, be innovative. Do good things. You're running a huge risk here by introducing multiple new championships on multiple programs, but... For the love of God, like I said when you brought 205 Live in, if you're going to do it, do it right, please. Yep. How about the North American title over on the NXT brand? I dig it. It's only been a matter of time, you know. It should be that way. I don't know what else to say there. I mean... There's plenty of good talent on the show, and they all deserve their own individual, you know, shots and come-ups, and this title will hopefully help to accomplish that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually, I have more faith in the North American Championship than I do on the 205 Live Tag Team Championships. And if what you're saying is true, and the UK title's also going to be an NXT exclusive championship, fuck yeah. But if that's the case, then why do you need to have a North American championship? Yeah, that's where I am. I think if if you're going to have the UK <laughs> title, it's unnecessary to have the North American championship. My uh, my concern... They're going to do a 205 or an NXT brand split. Oh, that's not my concern. I don't see that happening. <laughs> uh, that is not my concern. My concern is that the introduction of the North American championship will lead to um, them getting rid of the UK Championship. Obviously, they made it because they planned on having United Kingdom show. 
Obviously, that has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back uh, ad nausea. And I feel like they don't have a reason to have a UK title, being as they're not in the UK. And obviously, it's not only UK folks who can defend it, win it, compete for it. That they'll have the North American title, and within a year, there's going to be a merger, and it'll become the North American title or perhaps an NXT Intercontinental or whatever they want to call it, but um, I, I just see it unnecessary. If you're going to give the United Kingdom their own show and let them have that championship on that show, yes, it'd be great to have a secondary title. If the United Kingdom championship is going to stay in NXT, to me, that's their secondary title, and they don't need an IC With- and US title or a TV title or a this, that, or the other. With William Regal kind of being the face that runs the show over there, I mean, I know he's not Triple H's, but with William Regal, I don't see why you wouldn't just run with the UK title. It makes sense, you know? Yeah, I I don't get the point. I just hope they do the best with it. I don't see the point in it, though. Uh, More NXT news. On Monday... The Axis website, that's the AXS website, seemed to confirm WWE is bringing back war games for NXT TakeOver Nyarlins during this... Or no, no, not Nyarlins, uh, uh, for Survivor Series weekend. I apologize, folks. But now it appears that that is a mistake. The post, which has since been retracted, talked about the second WWE War Games match and how host city Los Angeles would bear witness to the return of war games. So a certain fellow by the name of Josh Nason on F4WOnline.com is reporting WWE sources have called the Axis post an error, and the match is not confirmed to return at this time. Um, I believe it's probably uh, uh, an error and probably isn't official. I do believe with the positive reception they got from the war games that they will bring it back and maybe it'll even be at survivor series. Maybe not, but I, I do believe, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised that, that it would be an accident. I don't see them, uh, promoting this, this early in the fucking year. Right. I agree there. It doesn't make sense that you would be... No. No. Nah. Nah. Fuck it. Um, on to uh, our favorite Swiss Superman. Cesaro was speaking to City Pages and he has declared a war against the bouncing distraction that pollutes the WWE universe. Yes, Pasty White, I'm talking about beach fucking balls. Fucking beach balls. When asked about his previously expressed disgust for rowdy fans blowing up beach balls and tossing them around, Cesaro doubled down on his feud with the questionable inflatables, saying, Excuse my language, but fudge beach balls. Seriously. That's absolutely disrespectful. We were wrestling for the tag team championships, and you want to play with a fucking beach ball? Get the hell out of here. Go. Leave the arena. Don't come back. I think every person 
that brings a beach ball into a WWE arena should get ejected for life. That's well, I mean, point, honestly, Steve. though, where else are you supposed to play with a beach ball, really? Not at the beach. I've never seen people play with a beach ball at the beach in my entire life. <laughs> they I've play with volleyballs at the beaches. beach? Yeah. <laughs> I've been on plenty of beaches. I've never seen somebody play with a beach ball on the beach. Ever, ever, ever. Never. Well, WWE has also included beach balls in their list of banned items for WrestleMania, which also includes handguns and missiles. So, you know, they're taking it pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Fuck, I can't bring my missiles to WrestleMania. Isn't this America? America! 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 Another thing that's been banned from WrestleMania is promotional items. Which is funny, because I still see promotional signs in the crowd on this week's programming. Oh, yeah. Randy's Auto Body! <laughs> Beef Sticks Podcast! Man, if you're going to be at WrestleMania and you make a Beef Sticks Podcast sign, I can guarantee you Fat Mac will suck your dick for a week straight. Damn straight I will. You damn gay I will. You're not damn straight I will. You're damn gay I will. Did you see uh did you see Pasty that I want to start a uh a homosexual barbecue joint? I think I saw it. I don't remember what you were going to call it though. I'm going to call it Butts, Balls and Queers. BBQ. <laughs> I think we'll make some money. There's a lot of southern gays. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a demographic that isn't often targeted, Southern gays. I think there's a huge opening in that demographic that I could take over. Hell, we could even do weddings there. Oh, yeah. I'll marry some gay guys. I'll also wed them. Ha-ha! Um. <laughs> Destiny Wrestling! Posted on Twitter announcing that WWA UK WWA fuck WA UK he <sighs> isn't even alive. What are you doing to me? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm ready to just throw my hands up. Let's let's try this again. So on Twitter, Destiny Wrestling announced that the WWE UK NXT slash champion Pete Dunne will take on Bullet Club member Marty Skrull, the villain, if you will, at the April 29th event. Icons. This is going to be cool, Pasty. This is going to be cool. A little cross-commotion. Uh, pros <laughs> Fuck! It's, it's... A little cross-commotion. Prostitute commotion. <laughs> I think I need to fucking drink some more beers or something. Man, it's getting rough for me. I don't know what's going on. Shit! Go ahead, take it, Pasty. Take it. Okay. I'm done. Nope, I can't do it. <laughs> done. I tell you what. Done. You just you just read the notes to me, and I'll recite them to the people. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm looking forward to this. Pete Dunn, Marty Skrull, they're gonna have a a a classic match. It's gonna be awesome. Two two of the best in the business to date. So, 
That is really exciting, though. That's one step closer to WWE working with New Japan, even though it's probably got nothing to do with WWE. Right. Moving on to our police blotter, folks. Man, you can't go a week without another new fucking rape case coming up. I mean, that's just... That's the life we fucking live in. And, um... WWE is no exception. Raw announcer Jonathan Coachman is now one of several people named in a sexual harassment lawsuit against ESPN by former employee Adrian Lawrence. Coach took to Twitter That's to... That's a great quote, isn't it? <laughs> just got his job back at WWE and now it's going to be in jeopardy again. I know, right? Just, just the timing is fucking... Impeccable. Um, coach went to Twitter because we all fucking go to. T- Am I the only one who doesn't take Twitter for every fucking thing I do? It's like, god damn. So, anyways, he went to Twitter, and I'm gonna quote. It's it's kind of long, folks. So bear with me, but I'm just I'm reading it verbatim. He said, "I will address this only once because I am seething today." In 21 years of being a professional, I have never been more offended in my life. In my nine years, I can count on one hand the amount of times I interacted with anyone other than a co-anchor. To allow someone to spread vicious lies and flat-out fabrications is not okay, and it's time someone stood up for themselves. I'm not part of this lawsuit because I have never done anything wrong. My reputation speaks for itself. And anyone that has ever worked with me will back that up. I am also offended. I'm fairly certain he's tarnished his own reputation there, saying he's never done anything wrong. Yeah, that's not, a great, buy it. It's not a great thing to go with because somebody's going to fucking turn something up. I'm also offended that someone can dangerously throw people's names into something for the clear attempt at getting headlines. This is the only time I will address this because I am not a part of this lawsuit. My heart goes out to anyone falsely accused of anything. Trust me, it does not feel good. But most of you have been incredible and supportive. Onward and upward. <laughs> uh, he comes off super it's fucking so pompous. Oh, man. This guy's not helping himself with this fucking tweet at all. Not helping at fucking all. Comes off as just a pompous ass. Like, even if he isn't involved in it, he's really, once you start attacking the victim, you really look bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so that's never a good fucking way to go. And like you said, stating that you've never done anything wrong is a fucking is is you don't use the word never because somebody's gonna dig something up right you know you you throwing something that isn't recyclable into a recycling bin or something like that i mean someone's gonna dig something up but then the whole onward and upward oh my god i like you as a as an announcer coach but man you come off poorly in this tweet to me. To me personally, at least. Not saying he's a part of this. I'm saying whether he's a part of this or not, he's coming off as an ass. 
Yeah. Well, that is Jonathan Coachman for you. The coach, folks. The coach. <sighs> Let's switch brands I here. I just for... asked her if she wanted a piece of poontang pie. I learned it from The Rock, and now The Rock's facing rape allegation charges, too. Right. <laughs> I was so assaulted. He looked at me and raised one eyebrow. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, now, now, now I'm attacking the victims. I'm sorry, folks. But I'm an asshole. So, you know, right. fuck it. I'll say he can admit asshole. it. He didn't say he's never done anything wrong in his life. I'm going to say I've, I've rarely done anything correct in my life. I'll just go out on a limb and say that. I've done fucked up, what, a half dozen sentences already on this podcast? You all know I'm fucking shit up left and right. God damn. Uh, Police blotter. Ryan Satin of ProWrestlingSheets.com posted a legal letter he received this week from Lucha Underground's parent company over his reporting that revealed spoilers for the upcoming fourth season of the L. Ray Network Wrestling Series. I'm not going to keep that up. Uh, Lucha Underground's legal letter states that Satin's website reported spoilers on February 24th and that they feel under California state law, these are trade secrets. Now, the Lucha Underground representatives demanded Satin cease all publication of spoilers from their tapings. The letter also asks that Satin reveals his sources for this information. Satin responded with his letter denying the legal request. Satin defended the website's coverage of Lucha Underground's season four tapings under constitutional law and further stated that he did not attend the tapings and therefore he did not sign a non-disclosure agreement with the wrestling promotion, as the fans in attendance do have to do. Ryan Satin also says he will not reveal his sources, and he noted that Lucha Underground and its associated promotion AAA have a long history of sending legal letters to, quote, scare talent and promoters into doing whatever they say, unquote. Bake it away, pasty. Yeah. Or fucking don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, to me, it just sounds like fucking freedom of speech. Obviously, right. somebody who went there broke their non-disclosure agreement and, and uh, gave him this information. Obviously, somebody did. Unless he's making mm-hmm. all the, the shit up and he's wrong. But I don't think they'd be upset if that was the case. But um, it, it kind of, to me, it, it harkens back to Hulk Hogan and Gawker. Uh, but although, I mean, I guess Gawker lost that one, so maybe it doesn't harken back to that. But to me, <laughs> to me, Ryan Satin has has the right to. And for fuck's sake, it's wrestling. We all get the fucking results ahead of time. We know what's happening in TNA before it happens. I know what's happening on the live Raw before it happens. Because 24 hours beforehand, almost the whole fucking script is fucking let out. And we kind of already fucking know what's going on. We, it's a TV show. 
We're still going to watch it, Lucha Underground. I'm still going to tune in every week, whether or not somebody posts the fucking results. And for a, a, a company that, that literally calls itself in its name Underground, you're going out of your way to be fucking by the man. Right, right. That's not Underground at all. What would Dario Cueto think of this shit? <laughs> Yeah, just some greedy bullshit, I think. Yeah. Sit back, relax, and kick back. That's what I say. Um. Oh, fuck. Okay. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, All right. Moving on to injury reports. Man, if you haven't seen this yet... Go to facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast and check out this fucking video. Eddie Edwards was wrestling Sammy Callahan in Orlando when Sammy was supposed to use a baseball bat to smash a folding chair on Eddie Edwards. Now, what resulted was the bat ricocheted off the chair and accidentally struck Edwards full fucking force on his right eye. Edwards was taken to a nearby hospital where he was treated for a broken orbital bone and broken nose. And folks, there was a lot of fucking blood. Impact Wrestling says doctors told Edwards he is lucky his vision wasn't permanently impaired as a result of the injury, while Eddie Edwards himself said that he was afraid to even remove his hand from his face at the moment for fear that his eye would pop straight out. Um, Now, full disclosure, this incident happened in mid-January, but it just recently aired on Impact this past week. But Eddie Edwards is still currently recovering from the incident. Pasty White, you've seen this video. You've seen the pictures of the aftermath of it. Give us your take on this. This is this has been a hot topic in wrestling this week. Right. No, the fact that they're using it to advance storyline, I think, is the greatest thing they could possibly be doing with it. I mean, either oh, yeah. brush it under the carpet and pretend it never happened or, or run with it. And this is getting mainstream talk about. I mean, it's, yeah. it's everywhere. Fuck yeah. Mm. See, I'm not so good with the words either. So you're not alone, my friend. (laughs) But holy shit. So he sets the chair up over his chest and takes the baseball bat. Like like in a sitting position. Just to to give people a... Like he opens it up like you would sit on it. And he sets it on top of Edwards with um, the back of the chair roughly over his crotch and the seat of the chair right over his chest, basically. Yeah, and I think what the what the gimmick there was was he was supposed to hit the chair to make it sound like he made impact with the bat, and he just didn't hit the chair at all. He set it up. He set it up too low. I, I noticed that at the first time I saw it. I'm like, that chair is not in the right place for what I think you're trying to accomplish here. But holy shit, that looked like it fucking hurt. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. And you know what? When I first didn't I message you and say we should reenact that on the podcast? Yes, you did. <laughs> um, when I first seen the video, all I it was something like the 
the title was something like "Holy Shit" or "Oh My Gosh" or something. I don't remember. And so I started watching it. I hadn't I hadn't heard about this. I don't know how I hadn't fucking heard about this until this week, but I hadn't. It's it's insane. And um, Edwards that's, is that's actually adhering to their non-disclosure contract, <laughs> right? And Edwards <laughs> is holding the chair on top of him because I mean wrestlers do that. I'm sorry, it's a fucking work. That's part of it. And I initially thought that Callahan was going to, like, bust right on his fingers and, like, break his fingers. <laughs> and, boy, what the reality was was fucking 20 times, 50 times, 1,000 times worse than smashing his fingers. It's fucking eyeball. Go and watch it, folks. Go to, you know what, go to facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast. Or even just throw it in your Google machine or in your YouTube fucking viewer. It's it's easy to find. It's all over. It's fucking sick. He just wails straight on to this motherfucker's face with a legitimate bat. It isn't even a gimmicked bat. This wasn't a rubber bat like Sting used to use in WCW or like uh, Triple H's mallet in WWE. I mean, this was a legit fucking bat. I haven't I mean, read it whether it's... Like w- Brothers Hammers. Right. <laughs> I haven't read whether it was uh, uh, metal or wood yet, but I, I don't... I think at that point, it doesn't matter a whole fucking hell of a lot. <laughs> uh, insane. I, I give all the credit in the world to Eddie Edwards. He's just, he's an amazing, amazing talent. He's been amazing since his days um, with the Wolves. And I've just, I've, I've always loved him. Um, ROH TV champ, ROH world champ. Um, his match, uh, him versus uh, Davy Richards for the world title, is one of the best matches you'll ever see. I don't remember what pay-per-view it was on, but go look up Ring of Honor, Eddie Edwards versus Davy Richards, Ring of Honor title. Superb match. Just, this guy is an awesome talent. Um, Callahan, I don't think was, I don't think Callahan was in the wrong. I don't, it was a fucking, I mean, these accidents happen. It sucks. But they do happen. And he would have been dumb to not milk this this fucking uh, um, this feud, this uh, agenda, this storyline. I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. But they'd be dumb not to milk it for what it is and make money off it. And that's right. what they're doing. It's, it's good. It's good. He's not an asshole. He's playing his, it's good. his role. You are actually talking about and acknowledging that Impact is still around. It's a thing. It still exists, and they're doing stuff. Granted, it's stuff, but it, it's getting some spotlight back on them. This is more exactly attention than they they've gotten in, in probably a year. So, yeah, more. Yeah, since, since the Hardy Boys left. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's focusing on the wrestling and not their... Um, financial woes so that's another plus Uh, another injury f4w online reported ray mysterio suffered an alleged torn left bicep during an appearance for northeast wrestling on friday night so it would have happened as we were recording or maybe right before he was teaming with flip gordon in a tag team match against joey mercury and caleb Connolly. let me just say i want to fucking watch that match that sounds like an awesome match um we at beef sticks here know four main points about this one the severity of the injury is not officially released as we speak tonight two 
Mysterio does have movement in the arm that he would not have if it was a complete tear. So this is probably a partial tear of the bicep. Point three, Mysterio was examined this week by doctors. We know that. That's official. And four, the injury has not disrupted Mysterio's negotiations with WWE for a new deal. Um, depending on how severe the injury is, it could affect whether he makes it to Mania or not. But all signs still point to him probably getting signed. Steve? I think it's going to happen. I definitely think it's going to happen. As is my grape, I don't think he deserves the shot that he's rumored to be getting. Right. Um, they're working towards a WrestleMania match for him, and... I don't see why he needs to be there and and people who have actually been working for the company hard for the last year are going to lose out. That that bothers me. Um, Could this I'm be pro wrestling bit... karma re reaping its head? Say, no, Mysterio, you're going to be out until just after Mania. <laughs> I think that's the way it should be, because honestly, this has got a worse taste in my mouth than Batista's last run. Seriously, like, at least Batista came back at Royal Rumble and worked, you know. Rey Mysterio was there at Royal Rumble, went to do some cross-promo with New Japan, and now he might get a WrestleMania shot. Why? Who? Who's he going to fight that's going to, you know... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It makes less sense than them holding off on this John Cena-Undertaker potential WrestleMania match. Right. So, yeah, I just think keep it till after Mania. I would respect him more. Honestly, I, I don't think I'd be happy with him if he debuts at Mania. We already got time eaters such as Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Let's just just take it as it is. That's, that's my opinion. And let's be honest, in 2018... Mysterio's still a name, but I don't think Mysterio's bringing a huge number of new viewers. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people right. sitting out there like, I don't know if I want to see Mania. Oh, shit, Mysterio's going to be there? I'm buying a ticket. I don't I don't see a lot and of Mysterio that. And Mysterio definitely shouldn't be like he's going to be a full-time guy either. He's come back on the same kind of a deal like uh, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, definitely. A and he should. I'll be the first to say that. He's... I don't. I, I'm I'm to the point, I, I'm sick of them bringing people back. If well, you're done, you're done. Be done. Because there's so much WWE. talent on the roster right now. That's on WWE, yeah. Pasty. You can't, you can't dog yeah. Mysterio for taking that deal. No. 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 Because honestly, if, if I was Mysterio, I'd be going for the money too. Okay. Just, just so we have that straight. <laughs> I, I agree with you. WWE needs to look at focusing more on their younger talent. But people like Mysterio, Batista, Angle, Triple H, Cena, any of them, I don't knock them for taking the deals they take. Good for them. Yeah, no, I just... I think he should have more respect for the company than to come back and ask for a match at this year's WrestleMania. If he asked for it, I'm not happy with him. Who knows if that he they asked offer for it? People, I'm still not happy. 
Yeah. Um, injury report that just that that, that that cuts me in the heart. In the heart. I even I even won I even wore my shirt for this one, even though we're not YouTubing it. I wore my shirt for this one in honor. My uh my undisputed era CFO shirt. NXT tag team champion Bobby Fish suffered a knee injury at an NXT live event in Indianapolis, Indiana over the weekend. Fish, along with Kyle O'Reilly, were facing heavy machinery in a NXT tag team championship match when it appeared that Fish suffered an injury to his left knee. He, he immediately rolled out of the ring and referee Drake Wurtz threw up the X signal indicating an injury. Uh, there are plenty of photos from from cellular phones and fans in the area of uh, medical personnel and people helping him into the back. Fish is scheduled to have surgery later this week to repair the knee injury. And according to the report, Fish was actually at tonight's NXT TV tapings in Orlando, but was seen walking on crutches. And it's currently unknown how long he will be out of action. Um, now, to be fair, out of the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish is probably the least one I give a shit about. Uh, I'm a huge... It's all about Adam Cole, baby! I'm a huge Bay Bay fan. I'm an okay Kyle O'Reilly fan. And uh, I'm an okay Bobby Fish fan. But the two of them together are an awesome tag team. And uh, this just, I mean, this just horrible timing. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what I've the NXT of the year, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're gonna miss their WrestleMania NXT or their New Orleans NXT. I have heard or read reports that um, they are going to put the, the strip them of their tag titles, and they're gonna be put up for a tournament. Which I which I think Heavy Machinery should win, not necessarily because they're the best team, but they're the ones that took out Bobby Fish. And I think that Heavy Machinery being just these big, bulky, badass dudes could easily elevate another team that would take it yeah. from them, you know. Or or they could hold it until until um, Undisputed Era, you know, Bobby Fish comes back and Undisputed Era takes him back from them, something like that. I don't know, but... Not... Not good. Undisputed Era is probably the biggest thing in NXT right now. Outside, well, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing in NXT right now, so. Sucks. Yep, it's always a shame when a faction has some kind of, uh, a member of a faction has a health issue like that. Uh, hope for a speedy recovery. Hope everything is good for him and he comes back soon. Um, I mean, at least now the the focus will be more on Adam Cole, and I think that's where it needs to be. It's nice that he has backups, but at the same point, less is more. So, yep. Yeah, this may lead them to have to focus more on Adam Cole and less on Fish and O'Reilly. Obviously less on Fish, but mm -hmm. less on the group as a whole, less on the Undisputed Era, and more on the Bay Bay Moving into the Broken Universe. Again. Jeffrey Hardy has been sidelined since last September, if you would remember. That rhymes. I hope you caught that. 
And he had surgery yeah. for a torn labrum. Not the labia. His labia. His labia's intact. <laughs> la 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 labia, baby. You got something for me. Sorry, that's a that's a that's a song. It's a labia song. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheets reporting Jeff Hardy is cleared to return to the ring by his cert by his surgeon. Just needs to wait to be cleared by WWE, according to sources. Hardy was cleared by a surgeon last month, which would explain why he was recently in Birmingham, Alabama, to be evaluated by WWE doctors. It's being said that this evaluation went well with the WWE doctors, and Hardy just needs to wait from the actual company as a whole. So we possibly could be seeing him in what was recorded today, that uh, that compound ultimate deletion. It's, it's possible, even if he doesn't do anything physical, it's possible he might interact in it in one way, shape, or form or the other. With it being pre-recorded, they could easily put some stuff in there that wouldn't result in him having to take a bump, you know? Right. Um, that being said, we haven't seen even any <laughs> glimpses of Brother Nero. I almost think it would be awkward to see Brother Nero just pop up. Well, not, not no, I don't think so, because he's been broken since he was injured. You know what I mean? Just because you haven't seen him doesn't mean it's not there. It makes uh, sense to me. I guess, that, yeah, that that's good storyline. I'll give you that, Pasty. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen him get broken, but he's been injured and out for so long that he's... He's gotten the virus. He's broken, too. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Sure. He broke my head, actually. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I guess I could see that. Why not? I don't know that I want to see... I don't know that I want to see... Unless Bray Wyatt has backup, I don't know that I want to see a two-on-one situation. You know what I mean? I mean, it could still be amusing, but... God, it almost makes me hope that uh, Strowman and the Bludgeon Brothers are there. Yeah. Um, I, I not Strowman. I don't want him to be brought into this. He's he's got his Even own what thing if, and he's doing what well. I mean, a lot of people are saying they're not ready for WWE. They need to go through NXT first. But what if they debuted and I, they were Bray's new guys? That would I be would fucking phenomenal for Bray. Yeah, I would personally be okay with it. I I don't see them doing that personally, but I would definitely be okay with that. I would be okay with them being the new uh, Harper and Rowan. Yeah, no, I mean, Matt called on this great war. Bray's got a war machine. It makes sense. Yeah, Hanson and Rowan. Hanson and Rowan are the new uh, Harper and Rowan. What almost fits! Hanson is an H name and, and Rowan Rowan. Fuck. It, it almost, it's almost meant to be. I just think of the storyline down the road when they meet the Bludgeon Brothers and have that stare down like, oh, you're with him now. We were with him. Ah. It could be good. It, it could, could be, be a good payout. Especially if Hardy converts them to his brokenism. And you got a, a Hardy and uh, the Bludgeon Brothers Versus Bray and War Machine. Ooh, I like where this is going. Yeah, man, alive! It's we are we are booking a way better scenario than we are going to get. You realize that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here on B Six Podcast. Oh fuck. Um. 
James P. Ross, sometimes known as Jim Ross. Sometimes. I don't know if his middle name is P. I just threw that in there, <laughs> James P. Ross. Sounds good. And, and that's not an initial. His middle name is P. Like right, P-E-E. P-E-E. Yep, yep. It's actually Urine, <laughs> but his nickname is P. James Urine Ross took to Twitter to update fans on his recent surgery. Um, similar to poor Ed, Eddie Edwards, but somewhat different. He had eye surgery, and it was deemed successful. He says he still can't see well in his right eye. Hopefully good in a few days. And uh, Eddie Edwards uh, sent him a tweet back with a winky emoji. Or maybe it's a one-eyed emoji. I'm not sure. It's one or the other. I was... That's all I got there. But then we got... Rock. You know, do you listen to JR's podcast often? Not often, man. It just he doesn't he doesn't entice me. If he's got somebody I'm into, then I will. Um, his See, what I think we both should have been me. listening right after Raw twenty five because I want to hear what he had to say about him and King falling asleep. Yeah, no shit. He had to have said something about it. I haven't heard anything. He, well, he put out on Twitter that they weren't asleep, but they were looking down at their monitors. So I'm guessing that's the story he's going with. Um, I'm not buying it, because we were falling asleep. Fuck. Um, and you know what? And and even so, they probably weren't working. If they weren't sleeping, they were probably just looking at their phones. And it wasn't just to watch Raw from the fucking uh, Barclays Center. It was playing Candy Crush or something stupid, you know. <laughs> Slanging barbecue sauce while he's on the job. Something like that. Um, the king, you know, he was he was keeping in touch with his lawyer about his latest assault charge on his latest 20-year-old girlfriend. Rock the Dwayne <laughs> Johnson, pasty. Rock the Dwayne Johnson. He shared on social media today that his two-year-old daughter, Jasmine, had to be rushed to the hospital due to a medical scare this past weekend. The former WWE champion didn't reveal any details on the issue, but he did take time to thank those that took care of his daughter. He also showed off his ever-present charm in an Instagram video, trying to calm his adorbs daughter while she played with a red Solo cup. Totes adorbs. Huh? Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. I mean, I just fell in love with the little girl. It just This is the first time I've seen her. Um, I hope her the speediest of recoveries. At two years old, to go through any kind of... To be in a hospital at two years old is, is sucks. So I hope her the speediest recovery. Hope the best for the family. God bless her. Get her shit taken care of. What else can you say, I guess? Right? Thoughts and prayers, folks. Thoughts and prayers. I don't send and vitamins. My, I don't send my prayers to anybody. Fuck them. I send good <laughs> vibes. Because they do way fucking more than prayers do, I think, in the whole shtick of the universe. No, literally, he sends a link to people with good vibrations by the Beach Boys. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's what I'm I do. getting I've those good vibrations. I've yep. 
hundred percent. Let's move on to the uh, Beef Lane pay per view. Yes. This Beef is uh, underwhelming, but has too many people in their vehicles. Underwhelming can sometimes end up being, you know, they can some kind sometimes surprise you. I'm not excited for the six pack challenge, the main event at all. And that'll probably be lackluster. But maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get some uh, good stuff. A lot of these were just thrown together at the last minute. A lot of this was thrown together at the last minute. It's kind of, you know, whatever. How WWE does. It is. Uh, and, it's, and it's just nothing but filler until WrestleMania. So, come on. Whatever. Fuck it. So, Pasty, I have not gone through this, and I don't even actually, not that you can see, but I don't even have it on our OneNote page. So I'm reading this off of WWE's website, and I'm just going to kind of fill it in as we predict, because I haven't even had any chance to think about it or nothing. So, Pasty, the first match I have, according to WWE.com, is Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a match. <laughs> it's a match. It's a match. A match made in heaven. Actually, it's a match we've seen for like the last year straight. And Yonfest. I mean, it just comes uh, back to throwing random women together in a fucking match for no reason is what it comes down to. Yeah. Women's Revolution. For the first time in history on a fast lane pay per view, these four women will meet. <laughs> right. Head to head to head. No shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you mine. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say Natalia and Carmella win. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna give it to the heels because I think it's a throwaway match, anyways. Are you going to follow Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite route. I'll, <laughs> I'll play the opposite road here. Okay. All right. Sorry, folks. I don't mean to be quiet. I'm just writing stuff down for us real quick. So, because I haven't set anything up. You're yet. not right. You're right. We well, can all hear it. I guess that's true also. I can't. Can't get nothing by you, pasty. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, 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 oh. All right, next match. We have Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, you fucker. Versus, uh, sorry, I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> Versus Rusev. What you got, pasty? Oh, Nakamura's going to win because they're not going to make him look weak on the road to WrestleMania. Um, not trying to cop you, but that is exactly my same thoughts. There's no the fans aren't going to lose. The fans are going to be Rusev Day all the way. It's going to be good. I'm excited to see it. And you had your complaints about him fighting Aiden English last week. Well, we're going to get it at the pay per view, and that's better for Rusev. Well, can we just all agree that it's fucking awesome? Rusev even has a fucking match. 
We haven't seen that for over a month. So rock on. I'm just happy the bastard has a match. Uh, U.S. Championship match. Robert Roode versus Randall Keith Orton. Mm, I I'll got say Bobby Roode. Okay, I was going to say I'd say my pick first. But yeah. <laughs> I, I got Bobby Roode also. I got the old bobble. I don't know why you would put it on Orton at this time. It just seems odd. Other than to just have him win it and then lose it back at Mania, which which they could do. I could see that also, but I, I don't think that's what they're going to do and it's not what I want them to do. So I'll, I'll go with the rude one also. Uh, moving on, SmackDown's Women's Championship, Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. Um, I'm not really going out on a limb here to say I'm going with Charlotte Flair. Damn. Yeah, <coughs> seems pretty uh, obvious if you ask me. And nobody did, but I'm the one asking the questions, so I asked myself. Then I answered myself. Then I got put into an asylum for talking to myself. It's fun times, honestly. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the, new, the Usos versus the New Day, yet again. I'm happy for that. I, I, You know, they said they were done facing each other. Uh, I think it does kind of underline, italicize, and bold the fact that SmackDown is really fucking hurting for tag teams at this time. That the Usos and the New Day are yet again facing for the championships. Um, what do you think, Pasty? I don't know. I honestly, I don't see any titles changing hands before Mania. That's where I'm at. So you're going Usos. Yeah. See, and I'm I'm actually using the opposite logic of you. I'm I'm going with one fucking title has to change hands. <laughs> and since I don't think any other titles are, I'm gonna pick the new day because I don't know I don't know what other titles would change hands realistically. So I'm going New Day, you're going Usos. So that works. Then on to the overbooked clusterfuck of a way too many people match. We got WWE Champion AJ Styles taking on John Cena, who may or may not end up at WrestleMania, taking on Kevin Owens, who was betrayed by his best friend, taking on Sami Zayn, who's sticking up for himself, taking on Baron Corbin, who cannot find his hairline, taking on Dolph Ziggler, who they don't know whether or not to give fucking entrance music to. Was that a good description of everybody there, Pasty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should they should just make Dolph Ziggler's music be that record rip on repeat. They did, at least they, well, yeah, this time they didn't even do it correctly either because they just did the record rip, the scratch. They didn't do music before and cut it off, and then they didn't do the screw up they did before and do the scratch and then the music. But like you said, you can't go from nothing and then a record scratch and then nothing. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. 
Uh, six-pack challenge, uh, which we saw five out of the six participants face on SmackDown already anyways. In a pretty solid match, let me say that. What do you got, Pacey? Um, I know you're shooting for Baron Corbin. I know it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hardcore. Hardcore Baron Corbin. No. <laughs> He's going into Mania Champion. Yep. We're going to get Nakamura versus Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. That sounds like the best match we could possibly have. No, AJ Styles wins. Although I did like what they did with the Sami Zayn thing on on SmackDown. That was cool. Yeah, that was that was um, very interesting. That's that's setting something up. You you would assume it's setting up the feud going into Mania. Yeah, but they could always swerve us. That's a possibility yet. Um, it, it just felt weird. It felt weird. So let me put this out here. The fact that it was a not... Okay, if, if anybody d- didn't watch wrestling this week, on SmackDown they had a fatal five-way that had AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. Basically everybody except for John Cena. It was not for the WWE Championship. Um, it a- actually it started out, started out eight. Oh, fuck, this is just them. This this has been their booking for the last quite a while. It started out AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler, and then Zayn and Owens interfered. So then Shane came out and said Zayn and Owens are added to the match, along with Baron Corbin for no reason. They, nah, he did better than I expected because I did expect it to be a stupid tag team match. Which he, which he and called he said, out, right? He yeah, admitted he that. did call that out. <laughs> he, he did. And, and I'm like, that's dope. If they're going to make this Fatal 4-Way, that's awesome. And then they added the fifth guy. And I'm like, well, this is the match we were supposed to get at Mania. <laughs> Aurora Fastlane, yeah. Mm. Yeah, sorry. And, uh, and then... It was like AJ Styles is going out of his way to like stop every pinfall and just like working his ass off. It's a non-title match one week before you have to defend your title. Just let fucking let Baron Corbin win. Who gives a fuck? Right. And then Sami Zayn turned on Kevin Owens, gave him the Haluva kick and and pinned him to win it. And again, I'm like, why did Sami Zayn turn on him on a non-title match? What does he have to fucking gain from that? To me, the the psychology isn't there. I get it's like, ooh, what a twist. (laughs) Sami Zayn fucking turned on Owens. But what's the psychology? What was the reason? (laughs) It's a non-title match. He had no reason to even care if he won, let alone to betray his friend. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see know. I bread think the promo he cut right afterwards kind of made up for it. You know, it was just—it was a good promo, definitely. But, yeah, and, and honestly, in, in a shoot sense, that's because he knows he's not going to win at Fastlane, so he wanted to get his over now. It makes sense to me. But he shouldn't know that he's not going to win at Fastlane. I mean, his character should be the character that believes he's going to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. From everything we've been told and everything. We've, We've learned from him. Yeah, I just, I mean, to me, the breadcrumbs just didn't lead 
I like this better than the other way it could have played out. And the other way it could have played out was Kevin Owens is like, okay, Sammy, you said you're going to lay down. Now lay down. And he does. And that would have been stupider. Correct. I, I didn't want that at all. That that kills Sammy completely. I just think there has to be a, a better option than one of those two. There has to be a, a medium, a middle option between those two. Um, and, for, and for all I know, um, they're going to just... You know, they're going to spoof us all at Fastlane, and Sammy and Kevin Owens will work together, and Sammy will lay down, Kevin Owens will win it, and he has the title going into Mania. I mean, that could still happen. Like, this could just be them playing yeah. psychology. I, I don't see that happening, but it's a it's a possibility. Uh... Beef of the week, pasty. You want to beef it up for us? Oh, the beef. The beef of the week. The graping section. Our complaint. Because we don't bitch enough throughout the show anyways. (laughs) (laughs) You lead us into it and I'll go off on a tangent. Um... Okay, I don't know what we decided the beef of the week was. Was it fucking uh, part-timers coming back and shit? Is that what we decided to <laughs> Well, we already kind of had that great session. Um, I think just the giving us the, the pay-per-view match before the pay-per-view. Okay, so we're going back to is... that one. I didn't know what we were going yeah. with. Fuck. We're half-assing <laughs> this one, folks. <laughs> my beef of the week is I had to factory reset my laptop. And I lost absolutely all my work for the last year plus. So that's that's my gripe of the week, but more relevant to the, to the podcast. Why give us a big pay-per-view match before the pay-per-view? That's not going to drive network sales. We already seemed it. Granted, the outcome's not going to be the same, but... Everybody already knows how it's going to play out anyway. AJ Styles. Right. I mean, and they they tried to make it look like Cena's going to have the upper hand. But we all know Cena's WrestleMania is not going to be versus Shinsuke Nakamura. No. I don't don't think think that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, the the giving away or even what's more the 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 mentality that adding more people to matches makes it less predictable for the fans. No it fucking doesn't. You know that that's yeah, fuck, that's almost the best gripe that we have right now because for some reason Shit, since December at least, they've just felt like they've had to throw as many people into a match as possible. And my initial thought is it's because ratings have been so rough, they think if they throw everybody's name on the marquee that it's going to trigger somebody who wants to see that person. And it'll bring in more people, but... It's just, it's been making the matches 
unnecessary to watch. And like you said, the majority of the time we know who's going to win anyways. You know, this this six-pack challenge we're going into, we're 99% sure AJ's walking out with it. If AJ doesn't, it's going to be Cena. And that's yeah. almost a hundred percent right there. I mean, that's that's basically ninety nine point nine 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 percent is it's going to be AJ or Cena, but it's probably going to be AJ. Uh, it's they're they're throwing everything at these fucking matches that we don't want. We don't want seven people in a fucking elimination chamber. We don't want fifty people in a fucking Royal Rumble. We don't want six pack challenges. I mean, just uh, honestly, take a step back and look at this main event for this pay-per-view coming up. It was originally AJ Styles versus either Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn, right? Yes. Then it became a triple threat, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Well, a triple threat, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Then they had a match for no reason to add one other competitor. And that was either going to be Baron Corbin or Dolph Ziggler. AJ Styles got involved and so they added it to be AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler in a fatal five way. Then again for no fucking reason. They said, hey, let's give John Cena a fucking match against AJ to see if he can be in that fucking match. Even though he hasn't been on SmackDown since one fucking appearance back in November. Right, and then he just jumped shit back over to Raw. Why, when he comes back and asks for a chance, don't you run him through the gamut to get there? Yeah. You just give him the guy and say, beat the guy, and you're in. And now we have a six-pack challenge. What they should have did there was AJ Styles beat him, and John Cena's broken even more, trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do to get on WrestleMania. I mean, and with him not being in this fatal five-way on SmackDown, just instills more to me that this is his heel run. He's the heel champ, or not the champ, but the heel top guy who gets to sit back and watch everybody else and and he's fresh for the pay-per-view. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording, <clears throat> and that was one of the things I stated. If you were going to have a Fatal 5-Way the week before your pay-per-view, you have the five competitors who aren't the champion facing off against each other. It shouldn't have been yeah. AJ Styles in there with Owen, Zayn, Corbin, and Ziggler. It should have been Cena in there with all of them. But Cena obviously doesn't have the same schedule as everybody else. And for no reason, AJ was put in a match with all of the people he's going to be fighting. And again, for some reason, he felt it was important to win that match. Which, why? What at all did that gain him? Other than a chance of injury or, or wearing himself out ahead of time. I mean, it's... The, the multi-motherfucking people is just getting out of control, and I'm worried. And going they want to bring back fucking dual-branded pay-per-views. That's, that's, that's exactly what <laughs> I was just getting at, Loke. That was exactly, oh just, man, you're on my wavelength. 
just the fucking beginning of this shit, Cause man. Because you know it's... as soon as they dual brand those, there's going to be two matches each at least from each brand. That's just throwing as many competitors in there as they can to get them on the pay-per-view. It's, it's going to be rough going forward. 2018 is going to be an interesting year. There's a lot of positives that are going to be coming up, Pasty, but man... I worry there's going to be a lot of setbacks coming up also. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, if nothing else, it should make for an interesting year for Beef Sticks Podcast. <laughs> right, right. The, Which, the beef section in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. Uh, that's... That's all I got for this day, Loke. Uh, you got anything else to go over yet? Uh, I think we, we, we hit almost everything on the beef lane. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's going to be matches that we don't know about yet. They're going to be added last minute. Of course. There's going to yeah, be. Yeah, we don't even have a pre show match yet listed. It is what it is. I don't know. I. I'm going into this with the same expectations that I went into Elimination Chamber with, that I'm not going to be thoroughly entertained, but I'm hoping for the best. <clears throat> this is I mean, one... it's kind of that Sammy turned on Kevin on SmackDown as well, because, I mean, now they're not going to be working together during the match. Allegedly, yep. So that's a plus. That's a plus. Um, Unless Sammy pulls it over on him again, like, oh, that was just to prove I'm the best, but in this match, I'll have your back. Right. Who's going to buy that shit? I do want to say, too, um, I I think I'm going to try for this. There's a slim chance I might not watch this pay-per-view live, just because I'm not fucking into it, but I, I'm going to try to. Um, last month, without, without any um, precursor to it, I did kind of give some, uh, I live posted results on our facebook.com forward slash beefsticks podcast Facebook page. And I think I'll try to do that on Fastlane again also. Pasty and I will probably try to hook up and talk to each other, whether it's through phone, Skype, or other. But even if we don't, I'll probably, as long as I'm watching live, I'm going to try to be diligent about posting live results as they happen. This isn't a streaming video or a streaming podcast. This is strictly going to be me posting updates on Facebook about what's happening on Fastlane and our uh, my opinions on it. So I'll, yeah. I'll shoot for that again. I did it last month. I think it worked well, except for um, towards the end, I kind of got distracted, and I think the main event I didn't post anything of, which is probably the main thing people <laughs> wanted to read about. <laughs> So, sorry, I apologize, folks, but, I mean, Pasty will fucking back me up. We were both dead fucking tired and wore out by the time oh, we yeah. got to the goddamn fucking Elimination Chamber, so. And then you heard on previous episodes, we broke down the times and how much time they wasted with entrances oh, and promos. And... It was ridiculous. Jesus was Christ, it didn't it. have to go till 11 o'clock. Yeah, I was taken out of it. Uh, but otherwise, I, I don't got nothing else to, to sport to the fans. 
Well, then, we don't go over two hours for once. That's weird. Cool beans. I'll accept it. Yeah, me too. With that being said, folks, for Beef Sticks Podcast, I am Fat Mac. I'm Paisley White. Have a good night. All right.